This episode of the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast is brought to you by the hit movie, Our Friend, a heartwarming tale of love, sacrifice, and friendship. After receiving life-altering news, Matt and Nicole Teague find unexpected support from their best friend, who puts his own life on hold and moves into their family home, bringing an impact much greater and more profound than anyone could have imagined. Starring Ben Affleck's younger brother. Also starring the guy who is in I Love You, Man with Paul Rudd. And also starring that chick from Fifty Shades of Grey. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll check your watch several times, and you might even watch it all the way to the end. Watch Our Friend on your favorite streaming service now. Rated R for language. Here's like a forest, dark as the unknown. Love is like a promise that you'll never be alone. Touch is like a tourist, you know when you are home. It's not that I'm a purist, it's just I'd rather be alone. Hello, welcome to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for In the Earth. My name is Tom Chick, and I am here with Kelly Wand, who has brought us a tagline from In the Earth. Kelly Wand, what do you got? Finally a movie I watched stoned. (laughs) Kelly Wand, does that tagline apply to several different movies? I imagine it would. I can't think of a movie it doesn't apply to. (laughs) Fair enough. Free college, in high school. uh, Sure, when you were a toddler, maybe, you might have seen movies. Yeah, right. Uh, Kelly Wand, do you have one that's more specific to In the Earth? It's like they remain, but the rock has a hole in it. Oh, you know what? You stole my under. <sighs> That's not stealing your under. Um, okay, kind of. It, it's it's foreshadowing it, we'll say. Kelly Wan, do you have a third tagline for In the Earth? Maybe stole- one for people who don't know what they remain is. Uh, oh, okay. Hang on. Let me, re- let me revise based <laughs> on that new uh, still interested uh, – and no, uh, wait. <laughs> I mean, the both of the women in this were, I thought, absolutely lovely. So I don't know why there's a still interested there. Uh, no, I mean in the cult. Oh, <laughs> okay, right, right. You would join. All right. Yeah, I feel like as I would be like Martin. Go. Yeah. All right. Uh, sure. Right. I'm I mean, down a few toes, but. <laughs> Everything else going on. So. <laughs> Small price to pay, right, right. Yeah, Kelly Wan, is there a fourth tagline for no. In the Earth? No. What? There's never been a fourth. In that case, Kelly Wand, I have a couple of details about In the Earth. I would like. First of all, can I ruin the title of this movie for you? Yeah, that's what I was hoping you would do. I don't know if this is in your head. I, I cannot hear or read or say the title of In the Earth without thinking of situating it as follows. <clears throat> Here we go. That would be in the earth, Bob. Does that do it? Do you know what that's even a reference to? Am I just super obscure with that? That would be in the earth, Bob. <laughs> it's that stupid uh, urban legend about newlywed game where Bob Eubanks supposedly says, what's the craziest place you ever made whoopee? Yeah. And the lady supposedly says, oh, that would be in the butt, Bob. I mean, but it never like that's an it's an urban legend. Like it wait, she happen. doesn't say urban legend. Hold on. Oh my god. Hold on. 
Okay, yeah, let's okay, let's too much going on here. Okay, right, right. It seemed to have the woman on the Newlywood game never actually said, "Oh, I made Whoopi in the earth, Bob." No, (laughs) she said in the butt, Bob. That would be in the butt, Bob. That's like a famous line. So the in the part, right? (laughs) Anytime you see that. I mean, I don't know why I connect it with In the Earth. I don't. I mean, it just happened at some point, and now I can't unsee it. Who started that urban legend, and who did they tell – like, what was – was that on set? (laughs) No, it never never happened. It didn't happen. Guys, guess what we just shot? No, it was a famous urban legend, and I think Bob Eubanks has said that they had a similar situation when they were, uh, like, screening people for the newlywed game. And some woman actually answered that question by saying in the ass. Right. Uh, and he was like, oh, golly, no, no, I meant what location. So that at some that point. Sounds, well, the whole point was trying to get them to do that. So the, they got it right once. Isn't, like a, right. isn't but, enough to inspire an urban legend. Level. Well, I, I suspect the urban legend probably, like many urban legends, was just created whole cloth, maybe in various places. And it sort of coalesced. Uh, and Bob one woman Eubanks. said what we were all thinking one time, and and not even on TV. That's the urban legend. <laughs> okay, I, urban legends are weird, Kelly Wand. Did I tell you about this time that I came home from Mexico with a really cute dog and kept it uh-huh. as a pet, and and many months later I was informed it was a rat. <laughs> yeah, it actually it didn't happen. It happened to a friend of mine though. Yeah, uh, did that guy's friend? Uh... <laughs> He um, had a baby alligator, and then it's in the sewer, and then he was on a date, and there was a hook. Same guy, right, and there's a hook in the door handle. Yeah, exactly. That's the sign of a successful date. You know this guy. (laughs) Well, Kelly, I'd like to share with you some details, though, about In the Earth. Oh, yeah. One of those details is it's Rotten Tomato. In the butt, Bob. Rating is 76% of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are positive. On Metacritic, the average rating from various reviews is 61. Um, In the Earth is rated R for – oh, shoot. I lost the page where I had this. It is rated R for (laughs) – stand by. I can basically tell you. Kelly Wan, maybe you should tell me why it's rated R. I thought it was rated G for some advanced mycology and graphic (laughs) violence done to rocks. Uh, and that was pretty brutal of the rock, right? Yeah. Uh, no. G stands for graphic, I thought. Well, it's rated R for strong violent content, grisly images, and language. Grisly. Language is third. Uh-huh. I win. <laughs> Kelly Wand, speaking of winning, uh, I yeah. think everybody would win if you could tell us exactly what happened. Even in, those in not listening, or perhaps especially. Now, the people listening, I think, want an in the earthopsis that recounts the events. Oh, and I should point out, by the way, in the earth, directed by Ben Wheatley and written by him. He's an auteur. Um, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it. What was the last Ben Wheatley movie? Free um, Fire. Rise? No, Free Fire. Oh, that was my favorite movie of that year. Uh, Free Fire was great, yeah, and High Rise too. I th- there, this has something in common with High Rise that I want to talk about when we get further into the podcast. But first, I want you to tell me what you saw, what you experienced. It's still a little fuzzy for me. It's like super trippy stuff was happening. Um, so I'd like you to clarify it with a synopsis of the movie. All right, I forgot to write an opsis again, but fortunately another celebrity had a feeling they were in a horror movie podcast and picked up my slack. 
Awesome. Who was it? <clears throat> well, I thought Prince Philip was our most monarchical listener. Right. But it turns out we have another huge fan who says the words ruling class a lot about both himself and his enemies. And he actually hand-delivered this review of In the Earth to me, personally written in his own feces on a Mexican flag. And he said that I have to read it aloud on the Internet as a member of the ruling class. What? what, what do I? Will I have heard of this person? Yeah, Tucker Carlson. Whoa, awesome. Wow, Tom. I didn't know that he enjoyed movies like that. All right. And the podcast. Tucker Carlson. Uh, well, let's see what he's come up with for a review of In the Earth. Tom, you know I can't say no to that face, so I have to read this. I have to read his opsis. <laughs> All right. In the Erpsis. Oh, by the way, this is probably going to appear on the Fox News website tomorrow. But, <laughs> so this is a quarter to three scoop. Sweet. Uh, exclusive. So thank you for subscribing. <laughs> In the Erpsis. Finally, a documentary about real issues by Tucker Carlson. I, Tucker Carlson, just rewatched a documentary called In the Earth, and my mouth is pursed. So this is the Green New Deal? AOC must think so. When I invite her to see this with me, she hung up on me. And Kamala Harris asked me if Quiet Place 2 was out yet. Shouldn't she know that if she's vice president? Not in Biden's America. But that's just the radical left playing warm-up tunes on a Chinese sax. Is having another nation scientist playing house music for psychedelic mushrooms to evoke a sorcerous wood spirit the best use of your tax dollars? Absolutely, if it means making a barrier of hallucinations that illegals can't breach. No one's arguing that. What about stabbing a biologist through the eye with a hook because his ex-wife has pictures of him in her lab? That's just common sense. But what about hiring divorcees to work together in such an environment? and attacking a shoe donator with his own photo-developing equipment. Is that something the Dems think is bipartisan? Joe Biden seems to think so. Yesterday he said, you should be able to get an electric vehicle and drive across the country without having to worry. What if we want to worry? And now we have to get in vehicles? And what's wrong with sedating people with flower petal tea after you've given them shoes? Is that not capitalism? Joe Biden wears shoes. But this invagious lib doc goes even one step further. One scientist cuts off a brown-skinned man's toes for trespassing. That's what I would do and have. But should scientists be making those same conclusions? Nancy Pelosi seems to think so. When we called her home to ask her if she'd seen in the earth, she said, who? Dr. Fauci probably brags he caused the virus that made these scientists take mushrooms. Is that someone you want having your kids? But the scariest thing about this film is its blasphemous treatment of Parnag Feg as a myth. Parnag Feg is the spirit of the woods and will eventually consume us all, in accordance with the Book of the Hammer of the Witches. And the very idea that a mycorrhizal mats network could be controlled by a single grove of fungal hyphae should offend every free-thinking American and most non-hyphen. Oh, Parnag Feg, please accept the blood of this intern. Closed. I send you half the kidney I took from one woman and preserved it for you. T'other piece I fried and ate was very nice. Mushroom vomit, so delicious. Oh, man. Turn up music, drink shrooms again. Pray to Standing Rock. Parnag Feg calls us. Parnag Feg devours us. Plague of Midsummer Locusts boil with baby blood. The ancient gods will take what is theirs. Cthulhu for tag and tuck. And then he also included a picture of himself lying in a pit with white paper ellipses over his eyes with his like usual pursed expression and his nutsack tattooed with that symbol from Martin's arm. 
So thanks for this, Tucker. But we don't actually take submissions. So that that is that is the most coherent thing I've ever heard from Tucker Carlson. As well. I know. <laughs> well, we knew he was saving something up. So. <laughs> as I like to say on the podcast. That would be it. And Kelly Wan, thank you so much for reading that from the Mexican flag, uh, or he'd written it with that unique ink. That, uh, that was very cool of you to keep around long enough to read on the podcast. Thank you. I sensed he'd had a lot of fiber. <laughs> yeah. In the that's it makes sense considering that's the movie he's watching so much. Well, I'm also surprised Tucker Carlson saw this. It didn't seem like his kind of movie. But Kelly Wan, is it your kind of movie? What's something that's slightly better? Something that's not quite as good, and very briefly, what did you think? Well, it's woods horror, right? Mm. Yep. Um, so that's a pretty fun genre. Um, I, there's a lot of bad woods horror. That, so know. much bad. Generally, Kelly Wand, I think a movie, and it doesn't apply here, but I think a movie is the quality is the inverse of the amount of time that is footage of characters wandering around in the woods. Yeah. There are a few exceptions, but generally, uh, yeah, the more time you have characters wandering in the woods, the worse your movie. It's like a substitute for the dark. It is, right. Just a bunch of trees that you can't see through. Yeah. Yeah. But so, also, okay, so, it yep. limits you, because in the dark, anything can kill you. But in the woods, you're limited to aliens and Bigfoot. And, and, and uh, you and know, cultists. fungus. Yeah, and cultists. Fungus. Right. Right. Yeah, well, no one got killed in this movie. Uh, I don't think uh, Zach is faring very well. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, he's yeah. just um, he just has an eye issue. Yeah, you know the errant tent peg that that can probably be removed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but so back woods, to your original question. <laughs> so woods horror is you characterize this as woods horror. What's a movie that's slightly better than this and not quite as good? Just to I give see. us a general idea of what you thought. Uh, there's some really good woods horror I'm probably not thinking of right now, but I just came back to Colorado Space um, as mm -hmm. my favorite woods horror in recent years, and probably my favorite woods. Um, but my under was uh, Blair Witch Book of Shadows, although that, it was a lot easier to come up with an under. Um, Wait, which one is Book of Shadows? That's not the... Uh... That was Blair Witch 2. It came out like the year after, and it was, um, there was like a goth chick in it. And uh, it's, uh, it's fucking uh, someone from uh, Dexter's in it. No, wait, that's a uh, wrong turn. They didn't have Heather Donahue or Josh Leonard or uh, no, the before them. It <laughs> 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 dig deep. I may have never. I've probably seen it and just forgot it. So it's I'm not assuming. It's very memorable. I've watched it multiple times because I'm a Blair Witch enthusiast. Uh, but a lot of it's lame. So I don't know why. But this is better than that, but not as good as what you think is one. They're of the not best. in the woods enough in Book of Shadows. They're like hanging out in their studio, and then the Blair Witch comes to their like. Oh, I didn't know that the Blair Witch made house calls. That was very considerable. Right. Her. Yeah. So that well, might have been. That might have ruined. So that's lamer woods horror. So that's a wide range of horror. What did you feel about this movie in, in a nutshell? What, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I really liked it. I like that. No Here's the thing. While I was watching it, I go. I was really baked for once, and I, so I was like, oh, I'm not sure where this is going. But if you think about it, it's not that mysterious, and everything that seems sinister is sinister and connected. <laughs> so it's not that hard to follow, really. And I really enjoyed the cast. There were no weak links, and I was really enjoying – my favorite thing about it, I think, besides um, the premise, is uh, I was really enjoying – 
how Martin's life was hanging by a knife's edge every moment to the point he's kind of like Swayze and ghost to the point where by the end of the movie, he's kind of volunteering. Like, all right, I'll take the shit. What are you going to do a knife again? Uh, but he looks big, but he's totally ineffectual and Alma has to save both of them every time. So I enjoyed that dynamic. Uh, as a protagonist, he is a uh, like pretty weak and passive and insecure, and um, both the guys are because Zach's not really a good finisher either. Although I thought it was contrived when he knocks Elma out near the end. By the way. Well, I, I want to. Uh, well, okay, so then let me do my over under real quick. So I'm gonna my under is They Remain, which is an adaptation of a Laird Barron short story, uh, starring a guy I really like but who I think most people think of as a comedic actor, a guy named William Jackson Harper. Wait, yeah. William Harper? William? He's one of those people with three names, and I can never keep three named people straight. I liked him I, in it, I thought. I, no, I thought he was great, and he was, like, super competent, and he was, like, badass. He was, like, the, he was like Alma in this movie. He was in They Remain, but it was just him and another woman. Um, I And I, I like They Remain a lot, but I like this better than They Remain. I love this movie, by the way. Um yeah. So much so that I'm actually going to cheat. I was going to put – I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to put above this movie a short story by Laird Barron that is easily one of my favorite things that he's written uh, called The Men from Porlock, which is also woods horror and very much yeah, about what one. if there were an ancient primeval intelligence like living in the earth. And some characters, in, in the case of, uh, and this is how Laird Barron writes, in the case of the men from Porlock, some badass, tough, rugged, just take-no-shit characters stumble across these cultists and this primeval intelligence, and it just shreds them. Um, and I love the men from Porlock uh, for, for many different reasons, but, but largely because I think it's just a fantastic bit of Laird Barron. Um, it's basically he does Lovecraft. Tim at his peak. It exactly it's peak Baron definitely yeah, um, and this is up there with that because I really like They Remain, an adaptation of Laird Baron, and I adore Men from Porlock, and this reminds me a lot of both movies, uh, of both of those, only one of which is a movie, but uh, if, Men from Porlock takes about an hour and a half to read and feels like a movie. Uh, Men from Porlock, yeah, there it's. I mean, Baron has such a way with words that there's just a lot of like just really striking visuals about an overgrown primeval forest. And and one of the cool things, too, about Men from Porlock, uh, it's set in, I, I think, the early 20th century. It's even it predates – it's one of the – the main characters actually a veteran of World War One, fresh out of World War One. So it's got to be set around you know, 1918, 1920, thereabouts. Um, but it's very specific to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Which is rare, but I love that. Like, I love that in McCabe and Mrs. Miller, the Altman movie, how it's specific to the Pacific Northwest. I just love, I like, Kelly Reichardt movies, too. Um, so that's one of the things I love about Well, the about. idea that Laird Barron has made that area his corner of the Lovecraft mythos. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Um, Although not all of his stories take place there. But the thing I didn't – I didn't put They Remain as an over or an under because I was having trouble deciding between that and this movie. I think I would – this movie would probably edge out They Remain. Um, so, But mm -hmm. the thing about They Remain that I like more in a way is it's the it's more Laird Barony in that the primeval intelligence prevails. <laughs> and in this, uh, they kind of get off easy. 
I don't know because so okay so one of the things so I've got three main things that I really like about this movie and one of which is how little Ben Wheatley explains and I feel that's kind of true of the ending as well uh, I don't I feel it's an ambiguous ending I'm not entirely clear like normally I would say a movie a mystery is only ever as good as its payoff but I don't think there is a very specific pay like I don't know what to make of the ending of this i don't know Wendell if... got what she wants she got her sense of the transcendent well yeah she right exactly and she sort of faints and says thank you i don't know if she died at that point but yeah she but i don't know right. if she alma That's, yeah. like did is is the implication that alma is now somehow carrying or a host to the intelligence i think that might be a possibility that ben wheatley wants us to entertain would she say that if she wasn't? Would she put it that way? Though? Well, here's the second thing I really like about this movie, Kelly Wand. Uh, in addition to things being unexplained, the ambiguity of the ending. Like, I love, for instance, that Martin at a certain point says that he left the place where he worked with Dr. Wendell for personal reasons. And that yeah. we never know what the personal yeah, reasons were. Did right. it have to do with him... Uh, with his parents? Did it have to do with his relationship, which apparently was kind of one-sided with Dr. Wendell? Uh, d- was there something... Like, I love that Ben Wheatley leaves that to our imagination. And what uh, we know of the characters. Like, we can, like, kind of reason it out. Right, right, exactly. And as far as those characters, the second thing that I love about this movie, and it reminds me a lot of what Ben Wheatley did with High Rise, is I feel there's a lot of... Not as obvious as High Rise, but this this movie is kind of fraught with social commentary in terms yeah. of what its characters represent. It's a pandemic-made production. It's very much a pandemic-made production, and it uh, and you know he shot this thing in 15 days in the woods. Yeah. Uh, it was an old script that he that he had. Uh, I was a little distressed that Amy Jump's name wasn't on the script, but I still think it's really good. She did executive produce it with him um but uh what 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 did he jack her out of a writing credit is that you're implying no 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 they've just collaborated on a lot of some of their what i think is his best stuff like like sightseers i think her name might be on high rise as well certainly free fire um you know she's she's I, I think been hired to do a Tomb Raider two script, so I don't know if she was just too uh, busy. See, see what um, happens. I know, right? Someone's well, I'm in something good, and then they're fucking in a. No, no. Give uh, Amy. No, Amy Jump show. can deserve a payday. Like, I, you know, I love what she does with Ben Wheatley, but I would love to see her just doing stuff on her own as well. And if if they want to give her a ton of money to write a Tomb Raider sequel, by golly, I'm, I she deserves it. Um, but the point I was going to make candor. is the social commentary in, in the Earth is more subtle than High Rise, but it's definitely there in that the different characters represent different approaches to crises and this specifically this unknown uh, primeval intelligence. Of course, Dr. Wendell being scientific, uh, Zach being more liturgical, more religious, um, and... Uh, Martin, I think, part of why he is as a character just indecisive and insecure and passive and weak and subjected to an incredible amount of 
maybe abuse. unnecessary pain and abuse. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think he represents just following emotion and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and letting yourself yeah. get hurt. Um, like feet. there's some social commentary there. Rocks. Um, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bare feet and sharp rocks, right? Uh, whereas Alma, who ultimately, and oh my God, Kelly Wand, I am so fascinated by her name is Alora Torquia. Um, huh. I she I just she is riveting to me. I just couldn't take my eyes yeah. off of her. Uh, and that's partly because of her character in this movie. She represents just straight up competence. I mean, she's a yeah. park ranger. She even at one point, you know, someone says, what do you, she even said she's doing her job. Yeah. Um, she's the rich man's us like Ripley. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about it. Yeah. Um, but, but that gets to the ambiguity of the ending where she says, let me guide you out of the forest. Is that, that is something that her character would do say. or say, I don't know about say, but certainly what she would do. So we have um, to go by expression also. And the thing is, the expression is so weird and neutral after yeah. everything she's been through. So yeah. I don't think Ben Wheatley necessarily wants it to read, oh, she's been inhabited by the evil host. I just think it's ambiguous and weird, and, and I, I don't know what to make of it. Um, but at the very end, that's still, that's still what she is. She's just that kind of agency. Like, I am going to guide you out of the forest. I am going to be proactive. I am going to do something. Um, where maybe as, Martin's possessed by Parnig Feg, and she's guiding the sorcerer out of the woods. That we're well, get him. that's the thing too. Another thing, Kelly Wand is the implication is that Zach, Doctor Wendell, and Martin were all infected with some sort of ringworm, or who had signs of being lured to this place. Right. And I don't think that was the case with Alma's character. She was just a forest ranger who just got, you know, her job was to guide this one guy to this campsite. Um, like, I don't think she was necessarily lured there the way that the other three characters we eventually discover were. Um, right. Like, she didn't necessarily belong there. She shouldn't. She wasn't supposed to be a victim of this primeval Mike. Mike she what, tries what? to escape it. A lot, well, like more than most uh, woods horror characters. And it definitely afflicts her too. Like that scene where they pull her yeah. out of the mist and she's yeah. just babbling. Like that was a great scene of somebody failing a sanity check. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. She was really yeah. good there. And Wendell's all told you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like that was her introduction to, hey, you're in a really freaky horror movie now. Yeah. And um, she seemed to know. That's the beauty of Elma is she really did know she was in a horror movie. She figured it out really early. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. Ah, oh, god damn it, fucking horror movies. <laughs> well, with the with the with the uh, with the campsite where she and where she says, you know, I've seen another campsite like this, and her voice drifts off because you know, right? You know, th this isn't the COVID pandemic that they're dealing with. Yeah. They reference another. They reference something far more serious. There have been multiple waves of it. Um, she's very I mean, perceptive of red flags and she knows exactly instantly. Yeah. exactly yeah yeah uh, and she can tell too that there's something weird going on with why he's there but she uh, still drinks the tea well oh my gosh that's so and and the third thing i love about this kelly wand is the the four cast members all of them yeah. each doing their individual yep. thing no weak links. so well no weak links like you said before and they're all so different i yeah. love movies where very different characters who wouldn't normally interact are yeah. forced to interact and i thought that was the case here 
Uh, and I, so I love that scene where Zach, and I was going to do good writing, bad writing, but this is all good writing as far as oh, I'm yeah. concerned, where Zach is giving them the tea and he knows they've drunk it. And he goes and he gets his guitar and he's yeah. playing his guitar to them, just waiting on the drug to kick yeah. in. And he's reciting what sounds like something he read in a book for how to trick people. And, and I, just, I just want to read this to you because I wrote it. He's saying, here's his dialogue, reassuring words, just being kind, triggers a social response, trade of trust. Like he's reciting what, how he learned to be friendly to people in the woods so they trust you so you can drug them yeah. while he's playing them the guitar and, and soothing them in this really kind of weird maternal like those aren't bad lyrics dude come on everything has to be a cigar exactly yeah that would make that zach's lullaby is the name of that song it's fantastic it goes with everything else yeah yeah but i just reese reese shearsmith at that point uh i just i i mean all of these cast members i just fell in love with i i adored all of them uh and i reese shearsmith i've actually seen before did you see that Andy Serkis movie, The Cottage? Yeah, with Jennifer Ellison. Do you remember he's Reese Shearsmith is the lead in that? Because I didn't. I didn't know that was him. I mean, back then, I'd never seen Wait, him Wait, which before. guy is he in The Cottage? He's the, the main guy. Yeah. Andy Serkis is. No, no, brother. no, but he's the other guy besides oh. Andy Serkis, who's the, the lead character. Doesn't, like, they kidnap him? that guy's some... Zach. That yeah, guy Zach, yeah, Reese Shearsman. He's apparently a, a big TV star in, in the UK. He's on some series I'm super curious now called The League of Gentlemen, which I think oh. is like sketch comedy. Um, okay. But man, I loved him in this, uh, yeah. and uh, certainly, my God, Haley Squires with those two enormous like Mila Kunis eyes. Oh my <laughs> God, her face was amazing. Uh, she was kind of like that. They remain scientists. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's those like two. A prequel. Would, I would like to see those two. Yeah, those two would hit it off. I think very well, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, and then of course, uh, Joel uh, Jack Joel Fry, I think is his name. Uh, just again, just how watching the movie, thinking, wait, this is our protagonist. But then, as yeah. you realize. As Alma comes in and she becomes the character with agency, and he's you realize, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's your protagonist, but he's intentionally like he's weak the and decoy protagonist, right? Exactly. Like Ned yeah. Stark. Yeah. Um, so those three things: the cast, the fact that there was a lot of cool social commentary, uh, and just that he left things unexplained and the ending ambiguous. I, I loved those three things about this movie. Um, there's nothing that was bad about this movie. Here's here, here's the, the sort of thing that, like watching news crawls on on movies that I noticed that I kind of wished. Um, their little stone monument. I couldn't they have built that in a clearing or made it look better, <laughs> threatening or but something. What thing with a hole in it? Yeah. You didn't I mean, like the rock. I did not like the rock. But the you rock, liked the I rock, thought, and they and they remain more. I don't even remember the rock. They were they were starting a rock and they remain. Oh no 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 yeah no that freaky rock I did like because it like yeah. showed up in camp. Yeah no I liked that one. So they remain as the better rock. They remain definitely has the better uh, artifact that they're studying. Yeah. Um, the way which has a better sphere event horizon or sphere. Neither. Which would... uh, uh, interstellar. There. That's... <laughs> I, really... I just nailed that question. Boom. 
Interstellar is your that's your way of nailing something. <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a sphere in Interstellar. Actual Getting physicist to... Kip Thorne designed that sphere, Kelly Wand. Which sphere? In Interstellar. Kip Thorne's like a, a JPL guy that they uh, he hired for like a science I don't advisor. I remember the sphere in Interstellar. <laughs> Come on, the black hole that they fly into. You should check out Interstellar it? sometime. It's a great, great uh, Christopher Nolan movie. I remember You'd... Dusty Plates and... Uh, <laughs> okay, the very first scene... Anne Hathaway trips on water, so the black guy stays there for <laughs> Wait, what? The black guy's not even down there with them. The robot saves her. The one that you infamously referred to oh, as, I know, a, as an asterisk. Time. Tars. Tards. Not tards. Tars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's better than the monolith from 2001. All right, okay. isn't it? Thank you, Kelly Wan, for finally recognizing that. Yeah. See, this is what happens when we see a movie really good, like in the earth, like it kind of speaks for itself. Here's another thing I didn't like. Uh, at one point, um, Martin says, well, why doesn't GP- Why didn't they take GPS? Um, and the guy was like, we can't get cell reception out there. Uh, GPS has nothing to do with cell reception. It's a direct line to like a satellites. It, it's, it, I think that's even what the S stands for, if I'm not Maybe mistaken. that's a tip-off that Martin doesn't know what things are. Well, it's the doctor that that says that, not Martin. So. Let's disagree to agree. <laughs> Anytime we go to a, a Larry Gay renegade male flight attendant reference, Kelly Wand, I'm with you 110. percent Um, what about Zach knocking Elma out and then not killing her? So I did. Zach is the implication that Zach beat them up when they were in their tents. I was going to ask you about that. Because I thought it was supposed to be multiple people. It definitely sounded like multiple people to me, which makes me think maybe – and I don't think the movie made that this clear. I guess it didn't want to. It's never but, but are there roving bands of people who've left the cities trying to live in the woods? That seems to be the implication. Who might beat you up and take your shoes and then smash your radio and then run off giggling? Right. I, like get, I think that might be what happened because otherwise if it was just Zach – he could have, like, then at that point, I guess, dr- tied them up and drugged them. He didn't need to do that whole con with luring them in with the promise of shoes. Um, well, so that's my that, guess. Isn't that how they lost their shoes? Well, but my guess is, and I, I don't know, uh, maybe uh, Ben Wheatley will have to explain this to us one day. Only but my Tucker guess is Carlson. they were beaten by a third party who took their shoes and smashed their radio. Um, but wait, why would they take their shoes and not their other stuff, though, if it was just people trying to survive in the woods? To infect Martin on the rock. I guess so. How would you feel about Martin and, having... And then, it, and then he can't walk, so you've disabled... Now she... And so, and you know, Elma will have to save him, so you've kept them in the area by taking... Also, you don't have to drag both of them all the way to your camp for your little picture show. So maybe you're right. Maybe it was Zach... Uh, I do love what was when the they ritual fight. Zach tried to do that made him crazy. That's my question. Presumably the one in the in the book, it. right? Yeah, yeah. But what went wrong? What went wrong? Because uh, his ex-wife knows how to do rituals correctly. Why is well, so I don't. I mean, does the ritual even work? Like, I don't. I'm I'm not really clear on what <laughs> they did try and what they didn't try. And did the ritual work or not? I, I mean, obviously, uh, Doctor Wendell, Wendell thought it did. she got something out of it. Yes, that's she true. got a lot out of it. Um, Alma, she's the real protagonist. 
I, I, is she dead? Or just fainted? Yeah, but she, yeah, but it was worth it. So she did die, you think? I don't know. Use it. If she died in a, um, what's the Nicole Kidman cop movie? Destroyer. She died Destroyer. in a Destroyer. Right, right. If someone falls over at the end of a movie, they die. <laughs> That's the rule, right? Basically, Godfather right. Godfather three. I mean, God, Godfather three's not unco- not taking a nap. He falls off his chair not because he's sleepy. That's what you're saying. I've not seen that movie, but but it does seem like you it's you... Godfather three. Dude, why would I see that? How many Godfathers have you seen? Two. They're overrated. Oh, boy. <laughs> Three's the best one. You don't know you're missing. You're really t- tie things up in a bow. Okay, what? Uh, let's see. The other thing, another thing I really enjoyed, I love me some practical effects for, uh, like, wounds that are not, like, dumb and over the top. Uh, like, I loved how plausible and icky these wounds were. Yeah. Oh, here's another thing about Zach. They looked real. Why Sorry. did Zach... Why did he suddenly get weird and sadistic with chopping off uh, Martin's toes? What was Maybe that they were about? infected. I mean, if you get a cut on the bottom of your foot, you don't... Is that how gangrene works? Like, you have to cut up... But why was he missing the... Yeah, like, why was he being a jerk and saying, that's your fault, I missed, oh, that was just an aiming one. Like, why was he taunting him? Maybe he's actually being dumb for the first time. Like, oh, wait, he really is missing because he's stupid. Because he never finishes anyone off later. It definitely felt out of character from the guy who wanted to be soothing as he was drugging them uh, to to suddenly decide to be that sadistic. But that's how messy it is. I guess so, yeah. Crazy Um, people are tedious, Tom. Well, is it crazy people are tedious or more likely, I I would say. It's part of the ritual. Is it Ben Wheatley making an observation about people who insist on ritual and religion and spirituality to explain phenomenon. Uh, like that was another thing that I, I really like how the, he presented, we got to hear both Zach and Dr. Wendell describe the other character and their criticism of them. You know, uh, Zach says that Dr. Wendell uh, misunderstands him and he's referring to yeah. someone who was inducted into the stone uh, and wants to enslave him. Um, whereas Dr. Wendell says, has that great line about um, pattern matching when she's explaining the ringworm shapes. Uh, and there's this, uh, she says it's a psychological problem with humans. They want to make stories out of everything. And presumably yeah. she's also thinking of her husband. So I like how Classic Ben us. Wheatley let us... Uh, basic, basically has the characters addressing the larger issues of science and spirituality while talking specifically about characters. I, I liked that a lot. Although when Zach is doing the axe thing, he says he's doing it because the foot's infected for scientific, for medical reasons, not because it's part of a ritual. And he's, he's doing saying, this you know, because... Well, and, and that's the thing, though, is I, I think he's being sadistic. Like, I, I think that there is this, this just unhinged element to him more so than dr wendell uh i mean he's murdered he's murdered two other people at least if not more according to him Uh, it's more so he has some wins he definitely has well you know uh uh martin stumbles over the tree and puts his hand in somebody's guts i mean there's the two bodies that are right outside of the camp there so yeah zach has definitely been busy um almost yeah (laughs) 
Almost. It's I do. That's another thing too. Is when you get kidnapped by the psycho, and you're beaning him with like a development lamp or whatever that big yeah. heavy piece of machine. Then just kill him. Uh, exactly. Right. 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 Like you, you want to kill do the that. psycho. I right. Know. That'd they be never the first do that. thing I do in RL. Right, exactly. Right. I've seen this in sixty movies. Right. <laughs> I don't want this to be a movie about me getting chased through the woods by a psycho killer, yeah. so I'm going to preemptively... I'd rather have this be a movie about my trauma about killing someone right. in a violent attack. Exactly, right, <laughs> right. Self-defense. Yeah, go ahead, that, dispatch That's the, the worst thing that's ever happened to me, as yeah. opposed to getting murdered, because I forgot to finish. Uh, yeah. Did, did Dr. Wendell's scientific approach remind you of any Steven Spielberg movies? Color purple. <laughs> uh, I thought of with her setting up the lights and the sound and the sort of the, the music show. I thought uh-huh. of the, the the scientists at the end of Close Encounters, like they've set up a music uh, show for when the aliens, a uh, music and light show for when the aliens arrive. Uh, and they talk to Jaws with barrels. Nobody, this, okay. Nobody talks to the shark, and its name is not Jaws. What? First and off, the, Jaws is a dude. It's not an it. <laughs> That's a man's name, Tom. Ugh. Jaws 2 is a girl, because it's the uh, mom of Jaws 3D. What's Jaws 4, Kelly Wand? Jaws of Revenge. Is that a lady shark or a dude shark? A little unclear. <laughs> I would think it's like a unclear. battle of the mothers. You know, Mrs. Brody and the Mrs. Jaws. Oh, uh, yeah, huh? Right? Yeah. They can smell each other's blood or something. Like that. Um, did you know who did the music for In the Earth? John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been. It was only after it was over I and I, I saw it. the credits that I was like, oh, I had no idea that I had just listened to a Clint Mansell score. There was music during the trips, right? I mean, the thing is, not real. I mean, uh, so yeah, kind of. Like, the music was almost diegetic. It was like almost stuff right. that would be occurring naturally. But when Martin arrives at the the little check-in point early on in the movie – there's definitely music playing, and I guess Clint Mansell obviously scored that. But that's like the only time there's like legitimate soundtrack music, which was weird. Yeah, um, it's going to hire, hire Clint, Man- Clint Mansell, you know, show off what he did for you. Well, it's Martin coming in with the music and then going, ah, Martin. <laughs> Musicians don't like Martin, so they're leaving. So they just bailed after that, yeah. right? Okay, we'll play Martin's theme and then Martin we're leaving. Martin the music. Yeah. Um... Did you see uh, – you didn't watch Oxygen, did you, the Alexander Aja movie? No, I got it mixed up with Stowaway, which is about Oxygen. Ugh, don't watch Stowaway. Stowaway's terrible. Oxygen has just it, – it reminded me a lot of Clint Mansell. There's an amazing soundtrack, and it's only – it's used sparingly, but the times when it is used are awesome in Oxygen. Uh, I really like What's the, the premise of Oxygen? It's basically Buried, that Ryan uh, Reynolds oh. movie. Um, right. Um Wait, it's more, which... the same music as in the Earth's music. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a composer named. Uh, I wrote his name down. Clint Robin Cordaire, uh, uh, and uh, it's, it's just a beautiful piece of music that reminded me of Clint Mansell, where a lot of times a Clint Mansell score, you know, it when it hits you, it hits you hard. Like you know when it, when it's, a, when it, when the music is playing. Like you remember those moments where the score swells. Uh, and that was definitely true of Oxygen, um, but it wasn't technically a Clint Mansell score. Do you know where you've seen uh, Elora Torquio before? Um, 
It was another movie Pasadena. very similar to this. And it also starred William Jackson Harper from They Remain. <laughs> so another Woods Horror movie. Another Woods Horror movie. With the guy from movie. They Remain. Yep, with the guy from They Remain. And you loved it. I loved it. We all loved it. Dingus liked it. Yeah. So, oh, they come at night? Nope, nope. Uh, and Laura Tarkia had a very small part as Connie in the movie Midsummer. You know, in oh, Midsummer, yeah. there's that couple that's just tagging along, and the boyfriend uh, is later discovered in the barn with his lungs pulled out, and yeah. the girlfriend, who's lured away from him, you later just see her body. It looks like bloated, like she's been drowned or something uh, in a wheelbarrow. Uh, but Laura Torquia played Connie in Midsummer, someone who met a grisly fate at the hands of that, that sect. Yeah. Well, Midsummer won the dancing contest, so... <laughs> She was. She won quite. She won the whole pageant at the end of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm really um, proud of her. I mean, that's like I, I like Midsummer a lot. And I love what Ari Aster is doing with his horror. But whereas Midsummer was about a girl finally figuring out that she her relationships. Dump, yeah, she's she finally fi- finally figuring out I should dump my loser boyfriend. He's not into it. Uh, I this should dump movie, the boyfriend who was gonna dump me at the beginning of the movie. Right, right. But this movie, like one of the things that I kind of prefer in my movies and that I really liked in In the Earth, I feel is about, and again, it gets to Ben Wheatley sneaking some social commentary in there. I feel that In the Earth is about the tension between spirituality and science, ultimately. Like, I feel like that's the main dramatic sort of push-pull going on here between um, Zach and Dr. Wendell and these other characters stumble upon it. Um, and, and these the other scientist characters, dies transfigured by awe. So. Uh, the scientist dies transfigured by awe, and the religious person is basically pierced lethally. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Hoist on his own petard. As it no, were, exactly. Near, wait, the hook is a science. Isn't it? It's a tent related? spike. It's like a tent spike. The, the, right. The science. Tents. Yeah. Science. <laughs> Spikes. Well, you know who is good at uh, pitching tents? In the earth. Uh, uh, Kelly during uh, no, no. <laughs> Cruella de Vil movie. Well, also uh, 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 Alma. You know, there's that whole scene where he. I, I love to. I, I love that part. Yeah. And, and I love like I uh, uh, obviously. Right, right. Scene. Obviously, Joel Fry would be really great in a comedy. You could tell by that moment where you're already done, and when he's also pointing at the paint, painting of Parnag Fag. Where yeah. he's like, there seems like a lot of bad things going on in this painting, or are we sure she's helping people? Like, yeah. he's, I definitely he's, knew which character I was in this movie. Right, 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 there you go, exactly, right. He was definitely the Kelly Wand of it. But that guy, I, I could see, is legitimately that. being really funny. Um, yeah. There were a few moments of levity that he snuck in there. Well, uh, she was kind of a big dude. Like, I like those big, I like big right? characters who are ineffectual. I think it's, it's a fun trope. No, life. it's a great juxtaposition, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like you, he would normally you would you would look especially at a, against her like they're it's yeah they're yeah them. right you would look at a picture of him and think he's the hero and yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but just how she even him. right even his posture just walking and when he like finally admitted okay I lied to the doctor I'm out of shape I, I just he couldn't keep up with her yeah I like yeah. the it's it, even at the end it's like. Well, obviously Martin's the sacrifice. <laughs> right, right. But no, it's because, it's because he had the genetic yada yada. I assume the weird special flesh and yeah, yeah whatever that right. was, right? But uh, also by the process of elimination, they probably would have. Well, even that too, Kelly Wand is ambiguous. Like because when when he confesses to Doctor Wendell, look, I came here for you. 
she's not at all phased by the emotional element of it. Yeah. Instead, to her, it confirms this scientific observation about the ringworm luring people to this location in the forest. Right. Like, I love that little character moment that she's yeah. not like, oh, you're in love with me. She's like, wait a minute. Did you have ringworm? Uh, right. And it, like, confirms and her findings. Day. Yeah. But how, So how much of him uh, willing to be subjected to be the final sacrifice is uh, what? Because he says, oh, it's because I owe you for saving my life. Right. To Alma. Yeah. Or, uh, so I'm going to yeah, take. Yeah. So because you saved my life, I'm about to take mushrooms and get sacrificed to a forest god. <laughs> totally, I mean, it's totally a fair trade. trade. I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, but he says trust. it like he does, he does like he values his life very little. Right, like he's, right. That's where he's at at that point of the movie. Well, and also, I mean, it's not. I mean, the fact too, like you know, Zach read his diary, which Jesus, how humiliating was that? But uh, yeah. you know, he's apparently racked by guilt about his parents dying in the city and him not taking them out, and him not like rescuing them. So you get the sense that. That yeah, maybe he does think his life is worth. You know, he's lost his job at the institute. He's been studying alone for this pandemic. His death uh, has to repay a debt. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, he definitely represents like the the impulses of the the heart and altruism and and, and love and acting on your emotions and empathy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he gets beat up for it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> With it's almost too like it, it's almost I don't think it's played for laughs, but it is almost absurd when they get to Doctor Wendell's camp and she looks at the at his foot and says, "I'm going to have to cauterize that." Like he's had so much. I mean, he gets beat up worse than Ash in Evil Dead too. Like he's had just yeah. so much stuff wrought on him. That when yeah. she finally says, yeah, you're going to have to cauterize that. At that point, I'm almost like, really, movie? I mean, isn't that a little yeah. bit too much? Well, uh, it's also the same foot. It's like, first it gets cut. Right, right, exactly. And toes get cut, then that has to get cauterized. And I did love, as far as how to really sell, um, like, the squeamishness of something without necessarily relying. There were really good practical effects for the wound. And sound effects. Well, what really sold it, I thought, was Joel Fry, just him squirming and, and, yeah. and crying and giving – like when he was getting those stitches, yeah. just his reaction, yeah. uh, like that really sold this squick factor of that yeah. stitch scene, I thought. Uh, so that and when then he's it was getting... barely finished. Like she kind of half-assed it. Oh, oh, God, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean the, the stitch scene, like he just puts in three and I – yeah. You get the sense he's terrible at his stitches. Zach um, is sadistic, though, because he didn't cauterize the wound. Right? It did, so, exactly, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess he, he did at least use general anesthetic before implanting that charm in his arm, though. So that was – he had that going for him. Yeah. So. Classic All right, Zach. so Kelly Wand, we've seen – that would be in the earth, Bob. <laughs> see, See, now – is that going to at least stick with you? Urban legend. <laughs> I feel I've heard that, that. I feel like I've seen that footage, though. I think, I mean, that's part of how urban legends work. So you're like, no, I'm pretty sure that really happened. Um, uh, they might have actually. What was that um, Chuck Barris movie? Um, shoot. Confessions oh, of a uh, Dangerous uh, Mind? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, that might be in that movie, I 
think. I could be wrong about that. Um, but no, definitely an urban legend. It didn't it didn't happen. But everyone, like most urban legends, everyone's like, oh yeah, no, I know that happened to my sister's friend, or oh no, I talked to someone who said they knew someone that have that happened to. Uh, and that's it's a short jump to no, I think I saw that. Um, hey, you know that what makes this, me want to do it. I want to perpetuate something stupid and see how far I go. I can make it stick. Two other things this reminded me of, Kelly Wand. <laughs> One that you turned me on to, uh, an Adam Neville book called The Ritual. Uh, yeah. As far as like woods horror, and then whoops, there's a cult in here. Uh oh. I thought the sh- the movie ruined a lot of the ideas of the. Movie. No, the movie was terrible. Yeah, the movie was yeah. wretched. It had good creature design though, but otherwise, no, the movie is terrible. And the characters weren't as good. Oh the god, Rafe Spall. Really if I never see Rafe Spall in something else, it'll be fine with me. Um, yeah. But do you know what other recent pop horror is about a primeval intelligent uh, mass of fungus? You may not know uh, this. I was gonna probably say it's called mold in, in, oh. in this other thing. Oh yeah, I think I flicked past that. Do you know what it is? No. Just tell me. Uh the last two Resident Evil games are based on uh some sort of like super intelligent massive colony of mold that transforms people. I mean they're nonsense. They're Resident Evil nonsense. Uh, and really, they, you know, seven was all about Texas, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre nod. Eight is just a bunch of random weird stuff. But what unites them, and, and now the driving force, it used to be like a zombie virus. Now it's this uh, deadly, intelligent mold uh, spreading around the world. What's the difference? It was a gas before. So now it's just um, I don't think it's like a bioengineered umbrella corporation thing. I, I don't uh. know. I don't. I, I could be wrong, but it's getting this whole idea of, uh, like, what's that word? They kept saying the word. I had to look it up. Mycorrhizal? No. What? Mycorrhizal. Mycorrhizal. Yeah. Which mycorrhizal. Is just, mycorrhizal. Right. Right. Exactly. When you say it with the British accent, it's even more confusing for me to figure out what you're saying. Mycorrhizal um, Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> My other carrizal is a right. Uh, yeah, in see. the butt. In the butt. <laughs> Other cars in the ass, Bob. But that whole thing, this whole idea that uh, you know, there's she evil fungus. Bob. I like that part. Okay, well. I mean, that's that's the famous line. That would be in the butt, Bob. Is the I thought I thought if I said that, you would know what I was talking about. But Kelly, one, you're too. No, you said that'd be in the earth, Bob. Right, right, right. But I, I mean, I, I guess and taking the word yeah. taking the word butt out does you kind of sound housewifey enough. I know. I need to work on my housefrau voice. I'm yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, you're trying to fool me. Didn't quite have that. Yeah. You're you know what else this reminded me of, by the way? A movie that I think has a good story, but a dumb script, a terrible lead actor, and a director who, like as not, doesn't appreciate what he's got when he's making Ad a movie. Astra? No. No. Someone with way more of a background. Uh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Happening. where this idea is that plants, in response to environmental catastrophes around the world... Why would this remind you of that? Well, because the the premise of that is that plants are releasing releasing a a substance into the air that makes people commit suicide. And here, the fungus is releasing this, like, mist 
that I guess triggers the ringworm draw. And but there's I, no I, visuals in the happening that are cool. Like no, no, no. That's that's my whole thing. The happening, I think it's stupid. It's a terrible movie. Wahlberg is horribly miscast. M Night Shyamalan is borderline inept with how he. Does Remember when most they run it. from the wind in that? Exactly. Like that's so dumb. But I like the idea in the happening that it's a it's an environmental apocalypse that forces us. And by the way, I think this is even more relevant after the pandemic. Um, the happening was weirdly prescient about this. It's an environmental uh, it's an environmental catastrophe that forces us to separate from each other, that forces us right. to distance each other. Because the whole premise of the happening is plants release this chemical only when people are clumped together. Like so, that's why it begins in cities and then dissipates out into the countryside. And ultimately, you have to be away from the people that you love and sit in a in a room and talk to your loved ones through a long tube. Like that's literally it, how the happening uh, ends. Yeah, I remember. It, yeah, at the end of the happening, they go, "Wait, we can't take this isolation anymore. It's been like three minutes. Right? Like, let's just give up. Let's just <laughs> kill ourselves and this kid. Very we'll much kill this like this kid too. And then by chance, it just switches off right then. Yeah, yeah. Last well, very much like Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds, uh, I like to pretend the last, you know, five minutes don't exist. Wow. Uh, He's stuck actually, with the book ending. Actually, you know, well, the, the but whole... But it sucks before that part, too. I don't mind. No, I'm fine with the book Obviously. ending. It's Tom Cruise going home and finding, oh, my son didn't die. Everything's fine. Also, Boston wasn't destroyed. Shade. Yeah, exactly. No damage here. Yeah. Uh, I still think ones. War of the Worlds is brilliant, but I, I hate that stupid ending. And it's got the talented Fanning sister. It. It's also about evil woods. They make woods out of the cities. Oh, I do like, yeah, that whole terraforming thing. Yeah, it's really creepy. Yeah. That's what Parnag Feg's trying to do. According I wonder, to is Parnag Feg a real thing? It can't be. Can't be. We would have heard of it, you and me. Come on. I feel like our knowledge of the occult. What was right, your degree, exactly. Call it your Harvard degree in it. <laughs> and all the D&D that we've played. We would have run into, like, a character who worshipped Parnag Feg. Yeah. I played D&D once. And I you play, you've played D&D way more recently than me, Kelly Wand. When? Well, not necessarily D&D per se, but like sitting around a tabletop rolling to hit and, you know, oh, telling people what you're going to say to the barkeep. No, RPGs, like tabletop RPGs. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's – there was a thing at work. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So. But it was terrible. Well, next time you play a tabletop <laughs> RPG, play a character who it's works It's terrible for everyone thing. everywhere. It's never fun. No one's really enjoying it. That's my theory. Okay, what? Uh, I think, doing right. Uh, I think some people – I mean, I, I don't know. I think some people can enjoy it's it. It's not but. really a game. It's too ma- – there's not enough rules. You can't see the die rolls? Come on. What Wait, kind of who says you can't see the die – oh, no, no. I. That's a sign of a weak dungeon. Kelly Wan, if your dungeon master doesn't let you see the die rolls, run the other way. It's someone making it up as he goes along. I I specifically remember running a a game of Call of Cthulhu as a kid, a Chaosium tabletop RPG, and uh, one of the uh, one of uh, one of the players uh, did something, and I thought, oh wait, it would be cool if that worked. That would be like a cool story. He missed the role. So he does something, and he says. like he, he he's looking for I forget this bit no I know he's researching something and he wants to know if the character that he's researching looks like a character they had met earlier in the game 
like, is this going to be the same person? That would be a cool link. And it never even occurred to me. But when he said that, I thought, yeah, that would be really cool. So I went, yes, it looks exactly like him. And he looked at me suspiciously and he went, you just made that up, didn't you? (laughs) I was totally – and I lied. I denied it. I was like, nope. He looks exactly – says right here in the graph. (laughs) Right here in the module where I wrote it, it was believe, my own adventure. Did he believe you after you? Insisted. No, no, no. It was. I considered it that that was probably the last time I dungeon mastered a game, and I gave up uh, all tabletop RPGs and went to the theater instead. You're gonna roll dice to determine <laughs> stats, and if you roll them honestly, most of the stats are gonna suck, and you're just gonna die instantly. So you have to mod. You have to change how you roll the dice. So then, if you're just gonna like make the stats what you want. Kelly one the dirty little secret oh, yeah. about dice is they do nothing <laughs> if you use them enough. They will always even out. That's the point of dice in a game is there's going to be an average, and as long as you design that average into what you're doing and have enough die rolls to do it, you're golden. That's what craps teaches us. That is. That is. Yeah. So, Thanks, Kelly Wand, Tom. we have seen in the earth. Let's do another uh, podcast in three weeks. What kind of... Should we see something in a theater? You were yeah, giving me guff about two. not seeing Quiet Place 2. Yeah. Um, we have to we, see how the trilogy ends. So should do you want it right Continuous. now? Should we commit to a Quiet Place 2 podcast? I'll do it if you will. Or should we In just the wait theater? and see? Well, what else is going to come out? Fast and Furious When's 9. That come out? When's uh, that Black come out? Widow. Um, well, not all on the same weekend, right? No, actually, I don't know when anything opens anymore. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. The only but, one I've heard about is Quiet Place 2. So I'm the, the, my only problem with Quiet Place 2 is I, I really didn't like the first one at all, and I, I don't have any confidence in the second one. But you know what? It'll be good to see that guy. What's, oh, shoot. What's the guy's name who directed it? No, the trailer's it? good. No, what's the guy's name who directed it? Who's in the office. Uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. It'll be good to see John Krasinski in a movie again. Um... <laughs> No, here's the thing. Here's what I'm looking forward to. Because okay. when a movie, when a movie that's kind of a little overrated, it becomes a huge hit. Then the sequel, they spent a shitload of money on. So now we're gonna see. I'm I'm happy to see a bigger. What they budget. spent a ton of money on. Like, I'm right. happy to see a larger budget horror movie in the theater. Yeah, yeah. let's see. Even right. if Jim John Krasinski is not in it, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It'll I mean, be the only... John Wick two of a Quiet Place. <laughs> All right, I'm sold. We'll do it. So we'll be back in three weeks, and we will do that. Uh, I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Kelly Wand, and thank you for listening. We'll see you guys in three weeks, presumably with a Quiet Place 2 podcast. Uh, Kelly Wand, any last words? Emma Stone wasn't allowed the cigarette holder for Cruella DeVille. smoke smoke by your villain show kids that smoking's bad it's like the skull warning on cigarette packs tom i prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky observation reflection faith and determination in this way we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us 
right? And we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Tom, this movie tapped into my fear of roots.